sword of the spirit with a helmet on your head can I get a witness feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace loins girded with truth you got to get dressed up every day if you gonna make it in this life so you can believe the Lord and take him at his word can I get a witness a amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, this morning, we want to do something uh, different and yet dynamic. We got some dynamic, diligent expositors on the female side in this church. Isn't that right? Amen. Amen. You got a problem? Go to sleep. Praise the name of Jesus. The Lord is good. Isn't he good? And uh, we're going to have, in this order... Three to five minutes, the medicine of a mother, the healing, sister, Mrs. Kim Spencer, the management of a mother, the home, Kelly Thomas, the ministry of a mother, the help, Tanya Fagans, and the makeup of a mother, the highlight, Diane Gordon. And then the choir will sing, pastors coming back with the movement of a mother. Amen. And, and let's, let's, let's give a round of applause for our sister Kim Spencer. The, the medicine of a mother. Church, say amen. Praise the Lord, St. Matthews. God bless you this morning, giving honor to God for his goodness and for his mercy. To Pastor and all of the other clergy in here this morning, I love you all. And thank you, Pastor, for this opportunity. I am not going to be before you long. And I'm not going to come from the Bible this morning as much as I'm going to come from my heart. When Pastor asked me this morning, well, when he asked me this weekend to speak, um, I said, Lord, what am I going to say? And he said, give him your testimony. I said, well, okay, so here I am. <laughs> and I just want to tell you about the healing of this mother. Amen? Uh, motherhood was not always on my radar. When I saw that film in the ninth grade of the lady, but the, you know, I said, oh, no, no, that's not going to happen to me. I will never bring a child into this world if it's got to come like that. So <laughs> I lived the majority of my life under the understanding that I wasn't going to be a mom. And it wasn't until Christ came into my heart. And he brought me the one 
who was made for me. that it was even possible for me to consider having children and bringing life into this world. And so once we decided to do that, uh, it was amazing, you know, being pregnant for the first time and, you know, all the changes that your body goes through. And I remember eating like there was no tomorrow. I was a happy pregnant lady. Most pregnant ladies are, amen ladies? Yeah, we're pretty happy. We don't have to hold our stomachs in, you know. We just kind of be who we are. And I was to the point of gestational diabetes. I ate so much. But anyway, God is good, and he brought me through. <laughs> but I remember laying on that table and my son being born, and I said, I could do this again. <laughs> me, the one who wasn't going to bring anybody into this world. I said, I could do this again. So um, we put it in our hearts to do it again. And uh, being born 18 months away from my sister, I wanted that for my kids because we were really close. We had a great relationship. And so we tried and we got pregnant again and we were all excited and it, it was just a glorious time. But within six weeks, we found that it was not meant to be. And so... We relied on God to get us through. And he did. He did. And the doctors told us we had a certain amount of time before we could decide to try again. And so we waited patiently. And we tried again. And we were able to become pregnant again. But in the same amount of time, it was not to be. And so uh, we relied again on the Lord and on our families to help us to make it through. Thank you, Pastor. And God is good because, yes, yes, all the time. Because he was there for us and he kept us throughout that time. And we had decided, well, you know, maybe it's not for us to have more than one child. And we were happy with our baby. We love you, Danny. And as soon as we decided, okay, maybe it's not meant to be, it happened again. And this time, carried full term. Right. <laughs> and we had our beautiful girl, Gianna. And we named her Gianna because it's a derivative of John meaning Yahweh is gracious and he is gracious and to this very day our family continues to serve him because he is gracious and he is awesome and there is nobody nobody who can do us the way he does nobody can take care of us the way he does. Nobody can give us the gifts that he's bestowed upon us. And we are so thankful and so grateful. This mother was healed. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Let's get a Lord a hand clap. Come on now. Wasn't that powerful?
Wasn't that powerful? All right, Kelly Thomas with the maintenance. By the way, come here, baby. Sister Congleton's twin. They, these twins spend night over my house when they was young. I always wanted twins. She served a year in Iraq and eight years in the military. Come on. First, giving honor to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and to our pastor, and to all of the mothers. Happy Mother's Day. I would be remiss to come up here and speak about Mother's Day without first publicly acknowledging my mother. Mom, stand up. I'm overwhelmed by her love, her generosity, her selfless service, and her sacrifice over the years. But what I'm most grateful for is for her introducing me to Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for that. She managed our household. Thank you, Pastor. She managed our household. She made church and ministry mandatory. And she taught us to respect others and to respect ourselves. So my heart says thank you to you. So I have three beautiful children that I love with all my heart. And as mothers, we are called to look after and manage our household. The house is our domain, and we are put in charge of creating a God-glorifying, peaceful atmosphere. Proper management helps us to maximize our time, our energy, and our resources. Now, all of that is great practical information, but if I were to be honest, when I think about the management of a mother, one word comes to mind. That is the word stretch. I believe that the most challenging part about being a mother is being stretched in so many different directions. And at times it can feel like everybody needs your affection, your assistance, your attention, and your affirmation all at the same time. Stretch by defini definition means to straighten or extend one's body or part of one's body to its full length, typically done to tighten one's muscles. Or it can be an action done in order to reach something. Stretching helps prepare your body for the exercise it's about to get. So now here are the three key words of that definition, straighten, extend, and reach. Therefore, in order for us to manage anything, we must first straighten and align ourselves with God's will. Second, we must extend beyond ourselves, serving God and others. And finally, we must reach and press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. So when I'm feeling overstretched and overwhelmed, I think about how Jesus endured pain and suffering and how he chose to lay down his life and was stretched and nailed to the cross and how he hung his head and died for me. This is when I start appreciating the stretching and begin to embrace my suffering because I know that through suffering, God is fulfilling his purpose for me. And then I can stretch towards his promise in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 10, which it says, if I only suffer for a little while, the Lord himself will perfect me, establish, and settle me. So while cooking and cleaning and maintaining is important in the management of a home, it is not more important than teaching your children the significance and value of having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Teach them how to rejoice in him and take part in his suffering. We must lead them by our example. What they see us go through and how we respond are the things that they will recall to their mind. Being a Christian is hard work. It requires prayer, patience, sacrifice, and dedication. Being a mother requires those same things. Let us not forget that both of these roles have rewards. We expect a lot from our children. We want them to be better than us. We want them to be well-traveled and cultured and educated. But what are we managing to teach them about Jesus? That is what's most important. 
Effectively managing our home is praying for and with our children. It's being honest with them. It's teaching them by our example how to stretch their arms in praise and worship to the Lord, how to stretch their minds to think his thoughts, and how to cheerfully stretch their hands to offer a tithe and offering to him. As I'm managing my home, I get tired sometimes. And when I take my eyes off of Christ, I feel like I'm sinking. But I'm so glad that I had a grandmother that prayed for me and that I have a mother that prays for me and that is faithful to the Lord. So in those times where I'm feeling overwhelmed, unappreciated and discouraged, God reminds me of his grace and I begin to recall to my mind hymns that I heard as a little girl. Like I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking the rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters he lifted me, now safe am I, love lifted me. So on this Mother's Day, be encouraged because the Lord's love will lift you. Proverbs chapter 31 verses 28 says that her children rise up and call her blessed. So my prayer is that you continue to be stretched because the Lord is preparing you to be blessed. God bless you. Church, say amen. Hallelujah. Kelly Thomas and now Tanya Fagans, one of our staff members. She's Wait a minute, she's, she's, she's awesome, got a master's degree from Penn State. She's brilliant, and she's the um, daughter of our late and loving uh, Reverend and Elder Neil Fagans and Christine Fagans, who was here this morning. Love you, honey. Come on. Good morning. I just want to give honor to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and also to Pastor Gordon and thank him for the opportunity again to be here and before I begin I just want to clear up that I am not a mother and no I am not pregnant so I don't <laughs> I'm just putting that out there I am simply here today to encourage all the moms and to point you to the Word of God and as I was saying during first service I just want to recognize my mom because she's awesome she was here first service because she's an exceptional example of a mom but also, I wanted to point you to the word because it's nice to have a living example of a mother, but it's even greater, greater and better to have the word planted in your heart because you're going to need this word to make it through, honestly. So today I'm talking about the ministry of a mother, the help. And the truth about motherhood is that you are serving your children. Ministry just means to serve. You're giving to them helping them spiritually, physically, emotionally. You have to deal with them, men them mentally, financially, educationally, vocationally. Like you really have a big job. But I just want to simplify it because there's some basic things that you're going to need in order to be a help. Number one, in order to be a help to your children, you're going to have to give them the truth about the, save the saving grace of Jesus Christ and his word. And Kelly touched to that. It's great that you want your kids to know about technology and all the sciences and math and we want our kids to learn second languages and that's awesome but they need to know about Jesus Christ as Savior first before any of those things because the word is truly going to be the only thing that's going to be able to sustain them when they get out there in this world and we look to the word the word says in Matthew 6:33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And in Romans 10:9, it tells us that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, then we will be saved. Number two, as for the help for your children, 
They should hear the encouragement and constructive criticism from you at home. They should be disciplined from you at home. The reality is when they get out there in the world, they're going to be hit on every side. Like the world is ruthless. You know Satan is ruthless. He doesn't sleep. But if you as the parent are pouring into your child and you're giving them, here's how you do this, this is how you do that, they're going to be less likely to fall off when they leave your presence. And as I said this morning, Bathsheba birthed Solomon. He was wise and he became a ruler. You don't know who you've birthed. God knows that. But instead of breaking them down, you should be pouring into your child. And we can find that in scripture in Proverbs 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So be careful that you're building up your child and not breaking them down. Number three, as the help for your children, you're not always appreciated. The reality is that you might feel like nobody hears you, nobody sees you. But just know that you're representing Jesus Christ. And you are meeting your child's needs by using humility and love. Humility is defined as a modest or low view of one's own importance, humbleness, servility, submissiveness. So you might be thinking, if I'm supposed to be the help, then Lord, I need help. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm coming or going. And that's okay. That's real. But like I said, even though you don't feel seen, there's one who sees all. God sees your service. And he is going to reward your service. And the Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 6, And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So just keep on moving and keep on serving your children. Number four as the help for your children. If you commit your children to the Lord, he will send your children to serve you. The reality is the Lord will send service full circle. He will loop back around and bless you as the mother. And the Bible says in Proverbs 31, 28, her children arise up and call her blessed. And that's my testimony. My mother and father allowed me to go to worship where I got saved at an early age. They nurtured my relationship with God. They gave me constructive criticism. They disciplined me. And then guess what? God took care of everything else. They didn't have to worry about the schooling, the financing, the protection for me because God did that because they were committed to him. So just be compassionate committed to the Lord and know that he will send your children back to serve you. Now I have the opportunity to serve my mother. I pray for my mother. I encourage my mother. I take my mother out when I can. I treat her the things that she needs because the Lord looped back around and blessed her and he can do the same thing for you. So I just want all moms to be encouraged today. Remember the ministry of the mother. You are the help. However, you can only help with Jesus and the word as your foundation and your guidance. Have a good day. Come on now. Come on, we can do better than that. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, after 30 years of marriage, 27 with three kids, I wanted six because my mother had six, but uh, we, Sister G and I didn't agree. And uh, I told her she needed to submit herself to her husband. But let me introduce to some and present to others, not only your first lady, but my first lady. Sister Diane Gordon, come on up here, baby. We love you. We love you. We love you.
All right, come on. You, you owe me three more kids. Come on now. Praise the Lord. All right, come on. Giving honor to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to my one and only pastor, my one and only boss, and my one and only husband. There's only one Raymond Maurice Gordon Sr. Praise the Lord, and I thank the Lord that he gave Raymond Maurice Gordon Sr. to me. And by the way, Rachel says she had to be the youngest. So three others were not an option from her mind. Good morning, good morning to the ministers, St. Matthews, to all the mothers, happy Mother's Day. I thank the Lord and my pastor, husband, and boss for this privilege. I have the honor of speaking on the makeup of a mother, her highlight. Now, the makeup of a mother cannot be purchased at a counter in Nordstrom's, nor can it be flawlessly applied by your favorite beauty consultant. <laughs> it is not determined by the number of hours we spend looking in a mirror. The makeup of a mother is divinely produced by the word of God, the worship of God, the wisdom of God, and the work of God. Amen. The makeup of a mother is not perfected by spending long hours <laughs> in the mirror. Instead, the makeup of a mother is perfected when she looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, yeah. not being a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. This woman shall be blessed in his deed or her deed. This word, this word, this word has the power to transform our look. Second Corinthians 3.18 says, but we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. See, when we use this word and we apply this word and we look into this word and we behold this word with open face and Jesus Christ reveals who he is in this word, we get a glow. And the glow is from his glory. Not only is the makeup of the mother divinely produced by the word of God, it is perfected by the worship of God. See, the only reasonable response of Jesus Christ revealing who he is in this word is worship. And so, Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 14.26 says, In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. Proverbs 14.27 says, In the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that fear of the Lord, she shall be praised. When Jesus Christ reveals that he is the perfecter, your reconciler, your rescue, your redeemer, your righteousness, your power, your victory, your peace, your rock, your righteousness. The only thing that we can do is worship his holy name. Not only is
is the makeup of a mother divinely produced by the word of God and perfected by the worship of God. It is pronounced by the wisdom of God. When a mother's makeup is being contoured by the word of God and the worship of God, she is endowed with wisdom. Proverbs 31:26 says, she openeth her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. The makeup of a mother is not only divinely produced by the word of God, perfected by the worship of God, pronounced by the wisdom of God, it is preserved by the work of God. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that she shall have, he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Verse 24 says, She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. When the makeup of the mother is divinely produced by the word of God, perfected by the worship of God, pronounced by the wisdom of God, preserved by the work of God, she is promoted, the highlight, by the work of God. First Peter 3, 3, 3 and 4 says, Whose adorning, let it not be that adorning of plaiting of hair, wearing of gold, or putting of a, on apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. So ladies, ladies, let's lay aside those mirrors. Lay them aside for a minute and let's start looking into this word. Worshiping our God so we will have the wisdom of God and we will be enabled to do the work of God and we will see, receive the worth of God. God bless you. God bless you. Love you too. Great job. Let's, let's just keep it. Church, say amen. Church, say amen again. Praise the name of Jesus. Boy, we have four powerful speakers, didn't we? Praise the Lord. Now, now, uh, you, all of them did a great job. Now, you ladies, don't throw your Maybelline away. It helps. Praise the Lord. It helps. Please. It, it helps. It helps. It helps. It helps. Uh, uh, praise the name of Jesus. So now we're going to have a song. Come back and pass and preach. Church, amen. No one. 
Hallelujah! Marvelous! The Lord is marvelous! He's marvelous. He's marvelous. He's marvelous. Jesus is marvelous. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's marvelous. Praise his name. Father, we thank you for what our ears have already heard, hearts have already felt. We praise your name because truly you are marvelous. You're wonderful. You're counselor. You're prince of peace. You're everlasting father. You're marvelous. You're marvelous. Oh, you're marvelous. Bless your name. We praise you, Jesus. There's none other like you. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, God, bless this final, oh, God, message to your people. Bless every mother under the sound of my voice. Encourage them. Strengthen them. Fortify them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Praise the Lord. Marvelous. Hallelujah. Glory. I, I keep, I keep telling you, it's not how you start out, it's where you end up. Can I get a witness? Praise the name of Jesus. The Lord is just so good. Wasn't it delightful to have these beautiful ladies share this morning? And we got some other heavy hitters out there, Kenya Jones and others. All, well, all my female Bible teachers, you stand. Let's, let's come on. You, you, come on, come on, stand. Let's get them a hand clap. Let's get them a hand clap. Amen. Let's give them a hand clap. Praise the Lord. Thank God they're awesome. And uh, I was sitting there. The Lord put this on my heart to have this this way Amen. and uh, I'm thankful because as uh, the medicine of a mother the healing as Kim and I love Kim to death man that's my heart as Kim was speaking I felt her pain I felt her pain wasn't there didn't even know all that but I felt her pain and, and I want to thank you, Kim, for first of all, consenting at the last moment because you know you were busy. I love you. Thank you, baby. Great job. And then, of course, followed by Kelly Thomas, the management of a mother, the home. Thank you, Kelly. And Kelly's awesome. Thank you, baby, for your management. Hallelujah. Of a home. Awesome. Awesome because my mother was medicine to the family and my mother managed our home. Roaches ain't have no Super Bowl and <laughs> when no rats running around and 
white cap. How many of y'all remember white cap? That's all we smelled was white cap. White cap. Praise the Lord for white cap. Amen. Um, and then I want to thank the Lord for my baby, Tanya Fagans, the ministry of a mother, the help, great, great job in laying out what a mother needs to minister to her family. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. And you did a great, great job, and you have been a great example. Amen. Amen. We love you, baby. And then, last but not least, the makeup of a mother, the highlights, Sister Diane Gordon. Thank you, baby. Highlighted. Praise the Lord. And uh, I did say makeup. That's why you kept putting that thing up to your face. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I want to thank you for being a lovely mother. Amen. A great, great lady. And I want to praise God for you. Great, great expositional Amen. Lesson, the Lord is good, isn't he? Praise Jesus. Now, we've had our music selection. Now, it's my turn to deal with the movement of a mother. Turn to your neighbor and say, mothers, you got to move. All right. All right. We're in 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1, one of the, amen, greatest stories ever told. 1 Samuel chapter 1, that's between Ruth and 2 Samuel, amen. And it's, it's a very precarious time in Israel's history because the book of the Judges, the 350 years of the Judges is the darkest period of Israel's history. Not, 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 not the book of Isaiah, not the book of Nahum, not the book of Micah, not the 12 minor prophets, but the darkest period was the book of the Judges, and Samuel was the last judge, and Samuel was a powerful prophet. And as we look at 1 Samuel, amen, there are some moving matters concerning the motherhood of Samuel. Motherhood is both a celebration and an appreciation for all mothers. They display a unique dedication, diligence to their families. A godly mother administers an emotional medicine of healing a management of help, a ministry of harmony and hope, and a makeup, amen, which turns out to be a highlight. When I went through the military seven years, I don't know how many officers and sergeants who never knew my parents stated to me, young man, I can tell that your parents raised you right. All right. How many of y'all heard something like that? Because, because we are carriers, amen, of what our parents placed in us. I had to say no ma'am and no sir. I had to respect elders. Come on now. There, there, there were certain characteristics that others would see. 
And they immediately would give the credit to my parents, whom they never knew, that there, were, there was something in the structure, amen, of us growing up that said somebody spent time with this young man. Somebody, somebody poured something into this young man. I did my dirt like everybody else. I had my sin. Amen. Praise the Lord. But um, we, we had parents that we feared. And we reverenced them. Do I have a witness? And, and, and so when we begin to look at this makeup and this movement of a mother... A mother, in spite of her miscues, amen, her continual uh, pockets of confusion, yeah, being flat and not fluid, needs to be helpful in spite of her hurts, encouraged in spite of her negative emotions. A mother needs to move, listen, and keep moving irregardless of her history. Can I stop and park right there? Too, too often we want to blame, amen, an era of our lives for us falling short. Do I have a witness? Well, you know, I was strung out on drugs. You know, you know, my parents broke up. You know, my father left my mother. You know, and, 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 and to me, that's a victim. Amen. A victim is I got to place something on somebody else to declare the way I am, to justify the way I am. Can I get a witness? Yeah, you ain't got to say amen. I'll say it for you. That, that is... That, 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 that child of God, you, you and I got to get to the point where we stop blaming others. Can I get a witness? Uh, it comes a time when you forget those things that are behind and keep pressing forward to the call, the high call of God's calling. Can I get a witness? And, and, and see, that's why we got the promises because God says, and we know that all things are working together. Working is a, is a present participle. That means we're I-N-G. God is working everything together for the good and for his glory. Isn't that right? And, and what God is working together is the good, the bad, the ugly, the ebbs, the flows, the ups, the downs, the sad times, the good times. God is so magnificent and God is so marvelous that he can work this stuff and he can predict what's going to come out of a problem. Do I have a witness? And we know. And we know. And we know. And we know. And too many preachers and expositors don't give you the context of a scripture. So you left uh, with a dangling verb or preposition not understanding what it's connected to. Well, the reason Paul could say, and we know that all things work together, it's not because of your goodness or my goodness. It's because, because, <laughs> yeah, the, the, listen, listen to this, because we don't even know how to pray as we are. But the paraclete is praying for us. 
and he knows the mind of God, the will of God, the heart of God, so he begins to pray, Lord have mercy, and if I can just get the Holy Ghost to start praying for me, I'm going to be all right. If I can get the Holy Ghost to intercede for me, if I can get, get if, if I can get the Holy Ghost to Amen to get in the middle for me and start praying for my come on now for my victory, I'm gonna be all right. So since he's praying, and since there is the law of the Spirit, which is the law of freedom, and since God is in total control, and since I'm a sinner saved by grace. And since I can't really help myself, I'm depending on him to help me, then therefore I can walk away and say, and we know that all things are working together for the good. Praise his name. Hallelujah. It's here that a mother must move in irregardless of her history. You got to forget those things that are behind. Amen. When you drive your car, you have a little mirror inside your car. It's called a rear view mirror. You don't use that mirror to keep going forward. You use that mirror to glance every once in a while to see what's going on behind you. I'm going somewhere with this. As you are moving for Jesus, every once in a while you should glance in your past and start a praise session in the car from where God has brought you from. Isn't the Lord good? Isn't he good? But you got to keep on going forward, not backwards. So irregardless of your history and irregardless of your hurts, and if you got a history, you got hurts. Uh, can I get a witness? Yeah. I'm, 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 let's, 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 let's. <sighs> Lord's will, come out on Wednesday. Uh, we got a treat for you. Yeah. I'm dealing with those of you that are married, those of you that are single, look for me. Look, I'm dealing with something deep. <laughs> what we tend to see in a person Lord have mercy, is the ice which is cold and hard. And then if we are insightful praying, we'll see the iceberg which is hiding. Most of it is underwater. You don't see it. And the trick is to move from the ice through the iceberg to the icing. You can't get to the icing until you have made some contact with the iceberg. Lord have mercy. And you got to get beyond the ice that's hard and cold. Yeah. Hanging there with me. We're coming in for landing. And child of God, the icing, and I love icing because I have a uh, Instant gratification. Y'all know what that is, right? I don't want to wait for the goodies. So if I buy chocolate cupcake with icing on it, the spongy part don't taste that good, but with the icing. Somebody see where I'm going. This thing is delicious. 
And if you move the icing, you're not going to want the sponge. Uh, I'm preaching up in this place. So those of us that have instant gratification, we want the icing first. And after we get the icing, then we discover we had an iceberg. And then after the iceberg, we feel that she's full of ice. Do that one more. Here in 1 Samuel, the word Hannah means favor. Favor. Favor means grace. Grace is favor we don't deserve. This woman's name means favor. But look at the ingenuity of God. God calls things that be not as though it already was. He calls this woman favor, but the woman is fractured, feeble, and frustrated. Are y'all getting this picture? What, what, don't, what don't come down on Hannah, because we too are favored, and we are fractured, feeble, and frustrated. And, 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 and child of God, the Bible says that her husband, Elkanah, loved her, but she felt liable. Sometimes human love is not enough. Isn't that right? And, 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 and so here in the early chapters, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel was a child who became a champion of Israel. He was the last judge and a powerful prophet who anointed David as king, amen, was with Jonathan, and, amen, abandoned Saul, the king's, the people's king, amen, who they chose. And here we see the plight of Hannah's predicament. And the problem is the priesthood. The priesthood was wicked. As Eli, two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, actually laid at the door of the tabernacle with women drunk. At the door of the tabernacle. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you ain't getting this. The Holy of Holies is in the tabernacle. Yeah. Uh, God, between the cherubim's wings, is in the tabernacle, and these two no-good sons of Eli decided that they were going to sin in front of God, openly. Eli fell back and broke his neck, and God killed both sons for offering strange fire. Preachers, you got to watch out for strange fire. Can I get a witness? You can't bring any kind of incense into the presence of God. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so the Bible, the Bible says that Elkanah had two wives. Now let me stop, pause, and park because polygamy was not sanctioned by God. Polygamy is having more than one wife. And anybody in Scripture that had more than one wife went through pure hell. You can count them up. Abraham, David, Jacob, anybody. And Solomon's out the question. He has 700 wives. What are you going to do with 700 wives and 300 concubines? 
Somebody help me up in this place. Mosley back there laughing. You like that, huh, Mosley? She gonna hit you. <laughs> she shaking her head. No, look at her. But but see, the problem is that the Bible says that they would go up to Shiloh. That was the place of worship. Verse three, and they would worship God and give God a sacrifice. Take chapter one, verse three. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Peninnah his wife. And by the way, her name means ruby, cold stone. Cold stone, ruby. Mm. Cold stone, ruby. You don't need a refrigerator at home. You got a cold wife. Cold stone, ruby. And and the Bible says that this wife, Penaniah, and to all her, notice the plurality, sons and daughters were given portions. Verse 5, but unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, an unusually high portion. For he what? He loved Hannah. Now, there, there are some questions that we need not ask. This is a rhetorical question. If he loved Hannah, why you got another way? But anyway, answer that later. He loved Hannah and he gave Hannah a worthy portion, but the Lord had shut up her womb. Now let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me hurry along. Uh, keep your sanctified perspective here. What the Lord shuts up today may not and will not be shut up tomorrow. Why the Lord shuts something up today is because the Lord is up to something. Uh, he's, he's dealing with the outcome. It's always the outcome. Satan might work it in. God going to work it out. Weeping may endure for a night. Joy comes in the morning. See, this is why we got to forget the past because what happened to us in the past was happenstance. God allowed it for some future praise. He's going to get praise out of your past. Are y'all getting this? He's going to get praise out of your past. Thank you, Jesus. And, 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 and when you look at this story, um, uh, Hannah is being ridiculed by this other woman, teased by, and uh, over her turmoil, uh, feel victimized by this woman. And as Sarah, the wife of Abraham, had to move beyond the battle, her battle of time. See, everybody's got a battle. Do I have a witness? You got to pray about what your battle is because you got a battle. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was left to ponder her circumstances, amen, and her battle, Lord have mercy, was believing God and keep it moving, not understanding what was going on. So here's what I want you to notice real quick, that as we, amen, condense this narrative, 
We understand he's got two wives. We understand he loves one more than the other and gave her more than the other. But the Lord had shut up her womb. Mm. Lord have mercy. I remember the psalmist saying, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Can the Lord furnish a table in the wilderness? In other words, is he able? That, that's been the question for ages. Is God able? And Paul comes along and says, oh, he's not only able. He will do far exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think. Can I get a witness? So here, in this story of Hannah, favor, who's fractured, in Hannah we see the movement of, listen to this, a man, a passionate wife. She's passionate. She's passionate. You, you can't teach passion. Passion is a determination, amen, and it advertises purpose. Do I have a witness? Uh, child of God, one's passion denotes one's purpose. Hannah was a passionate woman in spite of the polygamy, amen. She was passionate. Even though her husband was sharing their home with another woman, she was passionate in spite of being prohibited by God shutting up her womb. She was passionate. Lord, have mercy. Regardless of the plight and problems, amen, that came into her life. And uh, mothers, 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 you, you got to not only have a stick to it to this, you got to have a continuance. You got to have a steadfastness. You got to keep moving in spite of your history, in spite of your hurts, and maybe if you're married, in spite of your husband. Y'all getting quiet. There have been a lot of mothers that had to, amen, as, and I know Sister Hicks noted, we talked about this years ago, as a mother here throws her wings over her chicks. When a storm is coming. In, now, isn't in, in that so protective of a mother? Here, here's a mother, amen, here, here's, a mother chi here's a mother chicken, and, and the storm is coming. She sends the storm, she broods, she gets her chicks under her wings as a protective device. It, doesn't that sound just like a mother? And sometimes when the husband won't pay the bills and the husband is out in the street and the husband is trifling and the husband, uh, amen, doesn't want anything with raising the kids and the husband got a life of his own, you got to keep it moving. You got to keep it moving. You can't sit and pout. You can't just complain. You got to keep it moving. Those kids are depending on you. Do I have a witness? And she was passionate. She was passionate. She was passionate. Mm. Secondly, in Hannah, verse 5b, we see the movement of a mother's pain. Now, the Lord has shut up her womb. She's being denied. And sometimes our pain, which we look at as denial, is a development of God. 
Yeah. Listen, 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 listen to the past. You're going to learn something here. When you look at your life and see pockets of pain, God is allowing it so pain can be transformed into power. You really can't preach without pain. See, pain will make you preach. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and you're not getting your sermon from some book you picked up at Walmart. Your sermon is an exposition of what you've been through. Do I have a witness? Oh, y'all getting quiet up in here. That is, child of God, you know, uh, praise the name of Jesus, that child of God, that when, when, when I'm teaching a class, oh, I... God has gifted me with exposition, systematic theology. I can break down the verbs, the prepositions, and the Hebrew, the Greek, the Aramaic. I got all that. I got the historicity of the text. I got the writer of the text. I got the proposition of the text. I know what year the text was written. I know the 40 writings of the Bible. But God says, hold up, boy. I took you through something. So your teaching now is just not teaching. It's teaching with power. Can I get a witness? Because now you start to add a dimension to the lesson plan that's not in the book. Can I get a witness? It's not in the book. It's not in your systematic theology. It's not in angelology. It's not in soteriology. It's not in pneumatology. Child of God, when you've been to hell and back, you can preach this thing. Do I have a witness up in the house? And pain will make you preach. That's why in John chapter 9, the man that was born blind, Jesus walks up to the man. He born blind. He didn't, he didn't go blind. He was born blind. That, that, that is the deepest level of blindness. Jesus walks to the man and says, do you want to see? And the man says, yes, Lord. Jesus bent over and pulled off some clay, spit on it, put it on the man's eyes and said, now, go wash. Won't the Lord make you do something? Won't, won't the Lord make you participate in the process? He said, now go wash. And, and the man washed and came away seeing. So the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes caught the man and said, we've been knowing you since you were born. How did you come to see? And the man said, well, the man named Jesus, well, we don't want to hear nothing about him because he's a lion, no good, an uh, 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 impersonator. And the man looked back and said, well, whether he's a sinner or no, I don't know. All I know is that I was blind, but now I see. Can I get a witness? It doesn't matter what you think I should say. It doesn't matter what you think I should do. All I know, I was a fornicator. I was in the pornography. I was cussing like a sailor. I was running the world. I was drinking, looking, getting high. And one day I met a man called Jesus. Can I get a witness? And Jesus touched my soul. Jesus made me whole. Jesus liberated me. Can I get a witness? Sometimes 
God allows pain so you can profess him. Now, not to him. Who's able? Who's able? Do you know I don't give a kitty what y'all think about me? No, no, no. I think you know that. Let me look at the clock. I don't give a kitty what any of y'all think about me. I know from whence I came. And I know who it was that pulled me out. I know who yanked me out of hell. I know who changed my mind. Can I get a witness? It wasn't St. Matthew's Baptist Church. Can I get a witness? It wasn't the ministers, elders, or deacons. It was a man from Galilee that saved my sin sick soul. It was a man from Galilee that made me whole. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. This woman's in pain. Hallelujah. And, 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 and so child of God, child of God, I've got to come in. I've got to come in. Child of God, child of God. She, she's in some internal pain. She's being teased from the outside. She's in turmoil on the inside. I do I have a witness. And verse 6 says, And her adversary provoked her sore to make her fear and fret because the Lord had shut up Come on, Here, here's, the, here's the operative question this morning. What has the Lord shut up in your life that you hoping he open up? Can I get a witness? There's something, there's something, there's something. And, 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 and the Bible says they went up to Shiloh, they offered. And then uh, up and nine, verse 8, uh, why are you weeping? And why won't you eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better than you then? Ten sons. Now, let's stop Paul's and Park because Elkanah is a good man. But he can't, yeah, he can't unwrap what's going on inside of her. Do I have a witness? And the Bible says, so Hannah, verse 9, rose up. Yeah, after they had eaten in Shiloh. And, 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 you, know, and you know the story because in Hannah, we not only see passion and pain, but we see a prayer warrior. Uh, do I have a witness? And she prayed so hard and so deep from her soul. Look at verse 10. She was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. That means she's crying and praying and can I get a witness? And she vowed, God, a vow, if you give me this son, I'll make sure I give him back to you. Yeah, that's right. Now, there ain't nothing but tithing. Uh, if you give me a paycheck. Amen, amen, amen. They're getting quiet now. Hey, I'll make sure I give you a tenth back. Yeah, uh, can I get a witness? Uh, child, child of God, she vowed a vow to the Lord of hosts. Look on your handmaid's affliction and remember me. One of the shortest but strongest prayers in all the Bible. When you can't pray, just say, Lord, remember me. Do I have a witness? When it's not in you, just, Lord, remember me. Can I get a witness? That, that is, that is, that is, that is, that is. I'm going to get this child back to the Lord. And then 
The Bible says she prayed, she prayed, she prayed, she prayed. How did she pray? I'm glad you asked. She prayed. Lord, have mercy. Out of the bitterness of her soul, she prayed for help. That was supplication. She prayed for hope. That was amen. God hearing her sorrow. She prayed for healing. That was her salvation. And mothers, you got to keep on moving even in your prayers. Don't lose hope in your prayer. If your children are wayward, keep on praying. If the husband is not doing right, keep on praying. Can I get a witness? If, if you're waking up with pain, going to bed with pain, keep on praying. Because every time you pray, God has already given a date that he's going to deliver your prayers. Do I have a witness? The songwriter said, somebody, I said, somebody prayed for me. Had me on their mind. I used to think of in term, life in terms of luck and chance. When I was overseas, doing everything. Well, I was lucky this did. Hey, well, you, know, you know, when I got saved, I looked back and said, it wasn't luck. Somebody was ordering my steps. Some, somebody was watching over me. Even though I was living a wicked life. Some, somebody, some, somebody was having mercy on me. Even though I was messed up in my heart. Can I get a witness? See, this is what God wants to bring to your attention. You're not as cute as you think you are. You really don't have anything to do with your past. We all were hell bound, messed up, but God who's rich in mercy. And wait a minute, you better differentiate grace and mercy. Grace is love you don't deserve, but mercy is not giving you what you do deserve. God is saying, boy, I should have gave you all of this, but I pulled it back. I didn't, I didn't let anything happen to you because of what you were and what you were doing. I decided to be merciful to you. I'm coming in. Prayer. Prayer. Went to my grandmother's house. As soon as I got saved, I went to my grandma. She's been the, she was the matriarch of the family. Came to Philadelphia in 1922 from South Carolina. She used to sit down and tell her story. She said in South Carolina in the 20s, on Wednesday night, we took lanterns and we walked to prayer meeting 10 miles through the woods. You did what? snakes just walking to get to God's house. And we sitting here with cars, BMWs, and you won't even come to church. Lord have mercy. Can I get a witness? And see in them days, if the organist didn't show up, they just hummed. Isn't that right? Somebody hummed and then somebody preached. Do I have a witness? They had a mourner's bench. You know what a mourner's bench was? You sat on that bench until you mourned repentance. Do I have a witness? Uh, child, child, child of God, there was something about them prayer warriors. Prayed. You know why you're here this morning? Somebody prayed for you. God put you on their hearts years ago. And they were praying while you and I were playing. They were praying, 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 praying. And, and, and a mother 
cannot move. She, she's got to understand the passion. She's got to understand the pain. She's got to understand the praying. It takes praying. Do I have a witness? You, you got to pray people through. You got to pray stuff out of people. You got to pray other stuff into people. You got to keep on praying. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so finally in Hannah, we see a mother's praise. Look at chapter 2, verse 1. And Hannah prayed and said, here it is. My heart rejoices in the Lord. Now, there's a song of rejoicing that goes back to God. Can I get a witness? Mine horn is exalted. My power is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because I rejoice in his salvation. Are y'all getting this? Uh, uh, he notice, notice what Hannah calls God. He is my song of rejoicing. Verse 2, he's my song of my rock. He's my song of my renewal. 2 to 10. Uh, uh, that, that is what, what Hannah is saying is that God is a God that will make something happen. Can I get a witness? Because, and this is why no weapon formed against you shall prosper, because God is in front of you, God is behind you, and God is beside you. Do I have a witness? And child of God, it reminds me of Jesus. Three years of ministry, and he had to go through a lot of misery. Went from the upper supper to suffering, from condemnation to the cross, from death to dominance. Uh, there's something in your pain that God has programmed in order for you to praise him. He's going to get praise out of your pain. He's going to get praise out of your prayers. He's going to get praise out of your passion. Do I have a witness? That's what this life is all about. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shores. Do I have a witness? The Lord is my light. The Lord is my high tower. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my refuge and my strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. Uh, Psalm 46, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be cast back into the midst of the sea, though the waters roll thereof, there is a stream that shall make that glad the city of God. Can I get a witness? So if God is all of that in the bag of chips, then be still and know that I'm God. Can I get a witness? Mothers, you gotta keep it moving. You gotta keep it moving in spite of your history, your hysteria, your hurts, your husband, your household, keep it moving. Because you gotta keep moving for him. Can I get a witness? Why should I come down from the walls and talk to you? I'm about a great work. Can I get a witness? You can't let people pull you down from the walls. So mothers, as we leave here today, you got to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And look what you raise. You raise children who loves him. You raise children who serve in him. You raise children who come to church. You raise children who pray at night. You raise children who's transformed. And can I, you raise children who matriculated through school. You raise children. Huh? Can I get a witness? Child of God, now it's your chance to pray. Now it's your chance to have passion. Now it's your chance to carry pain. Now it's your chance to praise his name. I dare to praise him for who he is. His will praying. Pray like it already happened. 
pray calling things that be not as though it already was. Lord, I'm praying to you. My husband is no good, but in the name of Jesus, I'm going to call him good. I'm going to call him dependable. I'm going to call him righteous in the name of Jesus. Children out in the street, but God, I know you're going to bring them back in the name of Jesus. I count it done. There's sickness in my body, but I'm going to thank you right now for healing my body in the name of Jesus Christ. You got to keep on moving. Can I get a witness? If mama don't go, I'm gone. If papa don't go, I'm gone. If church don't go, I'm gone. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. The Lord is with you. Say yeah. Say yeah. Any witch, any God, any God, any God, any God. He's good. Let's down our feet. Look what she prayed of. A prophet called Samuel. A prophet called Samuel. When Samuel died, Israel mourned 40 days. When Samuel died, Lord have mercy. Saul, who went to the witch at Endor, went to the grave of Samuel and said, Samuel, you got to hear me. And the Bible says Samuel came back from the dead and said, why are you bothering me? I was resting in peace. Do I have a witness? As every head is bowed, eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you want to be saved. Born again, blood washed, blood bought. Put your hand in the air right now. You want Jesus to save you. He died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. Well, you want to join our church in Christian experience. Is there one? Is there one? I see you. Come on up, baby. Come on up. Come on up. Praise Jesus. Come on. Come on. Bless the Lord. Somebody had their hand up. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on. Come on. You need to come. You need to come. All right. Praise Jesus. What you doing up here? What you doing up here? What you doing up here, huh? Come on up here, darling. Come on, baby. Praise Jesus. Bless the Lord. Praise Jesus. Come on. Love you too. Come on, right here. Is there another? Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Give me this guy. Yeah, you go. Yeah, right. Is there another? Is there another step out on this? Mother's Day. Maybe your mother's not here, but she prayed for you. Maybe your grandmother's not here, but she prayed for you. Step out in the name of Jesus. Step out in the name of Jesus. Is there another balcony? Is there another? Now, I'm going to ask everybody, just be seated momentarily. The oldest mother here, if you are 95 and above, raise your hand. 95 and above. Anybody 95 and above? Where, where are you, baby? Where are you? I was going to say, you ain't 95 walking like that. <laughs> 90, thank you, man. 95 or 
Come on, baby. I'm going to help you out. Come on, darling. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on. Oh, boy, I tell you. Come on. Praise Jesus. Praise. I know he's good. I know he's good. I know he did, baby. Come on. Take your time, baby. Take your time. Take your time, baby. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. My God today. My God today. My God today. Stand right here, baby. Right foot. Praise Jesus. 95 and above. 85 to 95. 85 to 95. Come on up here, baby. Bring him up. She can't. She can't come. All right, well, you stay there. I'll come and get you. Come up here, darling. Look at him. Come on, baby. Look at you. You look good, baby. Come on. Come on. Uh, excuse me. Stop flirting. Get on up there, please. Praise Jesus. All right. Just stand up here. Stand up here. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I got, I got it, man. I got it, man. Thank you, baby. Thank you. All right. Let's, the people that came for salvation, you didn't come for salvation. Y'all go this way with the ministers. Thank you, sis. Go ahead. All right. Praise God. Yo, no, you stay here. Yeah, you, you, know, you go. Go ahead. No, no, no. She, she, she good. She good. All right. How old are you, darling? 87. 87, you fit. Come on in. Thank you, man. 87. All right. 87. All right. 75 to 85. Where are you? 75 to 85. Praise Jesus. Come on up here. Man. I ain't called no more. Praise Jesus. Come on up here, darling. Come on, let's get a lot of hand clap. Hi, baby. Praise Jesus. All right. All right. All right. Come on. Let me see your ID card. All right. Praise Jesus. Look at her. Look at these beautiful ladies. Look at them. Love you guys. Yeah. You lying. I bet you y'all. I bet you y'all was something in the 30s. All right, praise the Lord. Come on. All right, bring them up, bring them up. Now, now, Reverend Green, you and Reverend Jackson, come down. Let's give. How old are you, baby? Don't you, don't you start those stuff up there. All right, let's let's give them all uh, the flowers. Happy Mother's Day. Come on, we can do better than that. Praise Jesus. Love you, honey. Man, that's a little wrong. Man, where they get these things from? That's okay. Where they, where they, hold on, hold on. Where they buy these roses from? Here, go ahead, get them out. All right, now, once you get your rose, you may be seated. Happy Mother's Day. We love you. Give a hand clap. Love you, love you. Love you, all right. Hurry up, hurry up. Y'all can be seated. No, 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 don't shake. Y'all can be seated. All right, y'all can be seated. Once you get your flowers, once you get your flowers, come on, Rufus, down here, man. Down, uh, excuse me, can you, down here. All right, praise Jesus. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. 
All right, now, we're getting ready to close. Hold up. Now, listen, I want the youngest mothers to come up. 17 to 25. 17, to, well, it might be 16. 16 to 25. The youngest mothers, come up. Come on, the youngest. The youngest, the youngest. 16 to 25, come on, baby. She in the back. Would you carry the baby, huh? All right, all right, baby. Well, come on. She in the back. I see you. Come on. All right. Oh, that's your daughter back there. Okay. All right, baby. We got you, baby. Don't get, don't get rowdy. All right. Hey, baby. Love you. Now, how old are you, baby? 20. 20? All right. The youngest mothers. Come on out. The Lord is good. Balcony? They coming where? All right. Youngest mothers, come on. Praise the Lord. All right. Uh, 25 to 35. Youngest. All right, baby, there you go. Oh, bless the Lord, okay. That's it, there, here they come, here they come. Here, boy, look, look how fast they walk. You can, you can tell they're young. Love you, baby. Come here. Love you, baby. Anybody else? Any other mothers? Man, y'all walk like y'all just came up from the dead or something. Come on, give, give me flowers, man. Any, anybody else? I got to get some young people up here, man. Anybody else? All right, every woman will get a flower going out. I just wanted to recognize our youngest and our oldest. Well, you guys look good. Look at you. Praise the Lord. But I uh, want you to know that uh, we So we thank God for you, and you may be seated. Amen? Praise Jesus. All right. All right, let's stand on our feet. I'm sorry, baby. Stand on our feet. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Yeah. In spite of, of. your hurts, your, hurt. your history, your husband, or your wife, keep it moving. Father, bless them in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You are dismissed. See you Wednesday. We love you. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Lord good, isn't it? Think about our parents.